Hello, everyone. Welcome to Living Life. I think today's passage that we're going to read is well known and also described well uh, with Thomas and labels him as the doubting Thomas. I think we utilize those verses and the passage sometimes when we come across people who do not have faith in Christ Jesus, who do not believe but continue to doubt. We would use this passage to illustrate how we could come to faith. And this also helped me a lot because I too had a lot of doubt in this Christian faith, but also it allowed me to further meditate on the meanings of these two words, doubt and truth. Now, these are the elements that we could start seeing and finding in today's passage, because as I explain further, we will see the reason why uh, Thomas is doubting and Jesus commands him later on, stop doubting and believe. But also we come to know further uh, what really truth mean. Uh, it's not just something that is facts uh, that are never changing, but it has a deeper meaning that we can meditate and also utilize in coming to a further understanding of the word truth. So now we're going to take a look in today's scripture to read first and then further meditate on this passage to finally come to, and hopefully to come understand what doubt and truth mean to us. Let us take a look. John chapter 20, verses 24 through 31. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So I looked up the dictionary definition of the word truth. Now, this is what the definition says, that which is in accordance with fact or reality. Now, in relevance to this definition, we could kind of define the type of doubt that Thomas had. We could say this, his facts as a first century Jew was not in accordance with the reality that he was facing. That's why he had a doubt. Uh, that's why Jesus says in verse 27, stop doubting and believe. The type of doubt was that his facts 
was not in accordance with the reality that he was facing. Now, the facts that he had as a first century Jew was, we can find indirectly through scripture in the gospel narrative, uh, that he did believe indeed that Jesus was the Messiah. It was just that he had a wrong theology of the type of Messiah uh, that, he, uh, uh, that he believed in. Uh, he, he saw Jesus as a more of a military or a leader who was more of a, a political figure. Uh, that's the type of Messiah he believed. He thought Jesus would come to the throne and drive all, all the, uh, uh, the, uh, the Roman uh, authorities and, and, and the leaders who were not Israelites. That's the type of Messiah that he believed. But the Messiah he believed actually died on the cross. So his reality and the facts he believed did not align well. That's why he started to doubt that maybe the Messiah I believed in was not the Messiah. Maybe there's something wrong here. There's something that I do not completely understand. So even if uh, Jesus revealed himself uh, to the rest of the disciples, uh, displaying that the resurrection is true and that he is alive and he fulfilled the word of God, um, even though they testify to this to Thomas, Thomas does not believe. In fact, it says in verse 25, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now, the type of thing that he wants to see is to see the dead Messiah walk out of the tomb alive and to display the very marks of crucifixion. That's the type of Messiah now he wants to see in order to believe. Now, that is the very thing that Jesus shows him. We see after a week later, he shows himself again to the disciples, including Thomas there, uh, and allows him to touch his wounds. And he says, uh, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Now, in order to have Thomas finally come into faith based upon the truth, the truth meaning that Jesus had to die according to the scripture and Jesus had to rise from the dead according to the scripture, uh, Jesus allows him to see the very uh, marks of crucifixion because he has to align him, his uh, theology again, to kind of reposition in order to uh, make it in accordance to the reality, which is the resurrection of Christ. Now he finally comes to understand uh, that Jesus had to die for our sins, that Jesus had to rise from the dead. And it's not just a, a spiritual body that does not have any mark, but it has a, a stigma of the crucifixion, which symbolizing uh, the death on behalf of us. Uh, so this is the type of doubt that Thomas had and that he had to overcome through seeing in order to believe. But that doesn't mean that this applies to every one of us because every one of us have a different type of doubt. We, we, we doubt uh, the Lord and, and the story of the gospel narrative in, in many different sense. But nevertheless, uh, Jesus promised this for all of us. In verse 29, it says, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now, I think this applies to every one of us. The type of doubt that Thomas displayed does not relatively uh, uh, relate to us because some people need more historical facts in order to believe Jesus. Some people need more of an emotional experience in order to believe Jesus. But nevertheless, this applies to every one of us. 
Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now, Jesus passed away 2,000 years ago. We do not see Jesus in a materialistic form, uh, but rather the experience in believing Jesus and the blessedness is true to all of us. Why? Because now we live in a day and age where the Holy Spirit works through us. He helps us to believe, helps us to see that all of Scripture is pinpointing to Jesus, helps us to finally realize why Jesus had to die in behalf of us, why Jesus had to rise from the dead. Not only that, we ground our faith now on the testimony of those who come to faith through the working of the Holy Spirit, believing in Jesus. It says in verse 31, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Now, the Gospel of John is a type of testimony by John himself coming into faith in Jesus Christ, grounding his faith on the, all the promised word of God, the Scripture. Uh, through the working of the Holy Spirit, it speaks to us and allow us to believe in Jesus Christ, even though we have not seen him. That's why Jesus is promising that all those who come to believe are blessed even though they have not seen because you are in the midst of the working of the Holy Spirit allowing you to finally believe that he is your Lord he is the true Messiah he is the son of the living God he is the one who we could call our Lord and our Savior and the one who have died on behalf of a sin he is the Lamb of God he is the one that God sent for us to reconcile us to God so all of this becomes our faith because the Holy Spirit works through all those testimony and proclamation and makes us believe even though we have not seen the nail mark and the wound on his sign personally, not just like uh, the doubt that Thomas had, but rather we are overcome by the blessed working of the Holy Spirit to come to believe in all these truths. So just as I mentioned the definition of truth, that which is in accordance with fact or reality, our reality aligns very well with our faith in Jesus Christ, our truth, because his work, the, the salvific work on the cross and the giving of his life to us through resurrection is working in our life for the Holy Spirit. We are trans transformed by it. We come to faith and we finally realize that God is our Lord. Now, all of that is in accordance with the reality we face in our life as Christians, but also in accordance with the fact, the very truth that we come to believe through Scripture. So I hope that this message and this passage speak to you, even though you may have doubt, just like Thomas does, I know that the Holy Spirit will help you to overcome uh, that doubt. So I hope that this blessedness of coming to know God, coming to know Jesus uh, through the working of the Holy Spirit may be true to you in your life. Now let us pray. Father, Lord, work in us so that we can overcome any type of doubt we may have. Allow us to come to believe by the working of the Holy Spirit. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing your song. Let's sing your song. 
tapping in closer. CGM.